Thank you, Barry. Somebody asked me what I'm going to do when I retire in April. One thing I'm going to do, I'm going to grow me a beard like that. <clears throat> I think it'd be neat so Patsy could just kind of tickle it like this, you know. She'd, I think Patsy would really enjoy that. <laughs> Amen or oh me. <laughs> yeah, oh me, right? But anyway, thank you, Barry. What a classic song. Amen. And you did a great job at that. Well, Happy New Year. Happy New Decade. Right? Can you believe we're in the 2020s? It's hard to believe. Y'all getting old. I don't know about me, but I know y'all getting old. Well, I hope you have your New Year's resolutions already. I have mine. Same as last year. Losing weight. You know, when you put your quarter in that scale and it says one of y'all got to get off. You know, it's time to lose weight, right? Heard about a guy... A guy had his friend there, and he bummed a cigarette off of him. And the guy looked at him and said, Well, bud, I thought you had quit. I made a New Year's resolution to quit smoking. He said, Well, I did, but I'm in phase one. He said, Phase one? He said, Yeah, I quit buying them. <laughs> well, I quit buying Hershey Kisses, but I'm still eating them, all right? Anybody gives them to me, I eat them. Anyway, I hope that you are to, off to a great New Year. Uh, we are in our family, and... Uh, Patsy's recovering from uh, her neck surgery. Uh, she's down to light vacuuming now. Got her vacuum around the house, and so she's she's getting back to normal. This is my senior adult. I'm a senior adult now. Y'all do know that. I know I don't look it, but I am, right? My hair's old. But uh, my senior adult resolution is this. God grant me the senility to forget the people I never liked anyway, and the good fortune to run into ones that I do. And the eyesight to tell the difference. <laughs> well, anyway, it's a brand new year. Today is a special day in our church. We, I, we're giving today our annual State of the Church Address. And I'm doing that today with our new pastor in April will be Andy John King. And so to next Sunday, Andy John will be preaching his last message, per se, at Lindsay Lane East. And so we need to pray for him and Brittany. It's going to be very difficult for him and that church. But anyway, our blessing will be he'll be coming here. Him and Brittany and their two children as well. We're looking forward to that. But 2020 is a brand new year, and it's going to bring a lot of changes and a lot of challenges. Matter of fact, every year brings that, right? There's always new changes, and there's always challenges. The new change, a major change, is going to be you're going to have a new pastor on April the 5th. Andy John's going to become as the new pastor here, senior pastor of Lindsay Lane Baptist Church. That's a major change for me, for you, for all of us, for Andy John and Brittany. It's going to be a major change in our church. The challenge is going to be this. We must continue the vision and the ministry that God has given us since our conception in September of 1988. We must continue to do the things that God has told us to do, God has commanded us to do. We must continue the vision and the ministries, if you will, of Lindsay Lane Baptist Church that God has ordained and that God has anointed us to continue to do. If we'll continue to be obedient in those challenges and take them as God's blessings, then God's going to continue to bless Lindsay Lane Baptist Church. Today, Pastor Andy John and I are both going to be sharing today some thoughts and insights 
about the new coming year of 2020. The Bible says this in Proverbs 29:18. The Bible says where there is no vision, the people perish. Now what does that actually mean? Well, here's what it means. Where there's no vision, where there's no revelation, where there's no direction, where there's no plan, all of these things, no 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 direction, no vision, no change. When you have all of those things, then the church dies. Let me give you a statistic. Did you know that every year, 900 churches in the Southern Baptist Convention close their doors? Every year, approximately 900 churches close their doors because one reason they have no, they have no vision. They have no direction. They, they don't have the revelation that God's given them to do the things that God wants us to do. And so they close their doors. And that's why, by the way, a lot of Christians drift away from God. They have no vision in their life. They have no plan in their life. They have no direction in their life. They're just going to church. They're just going to church. But if you don't have a plan, if you don't have a vision for your life and for your family, and you don't have direction, you don't really have a revelation from God, then you're going to eventually die out because you can't maintain that in your own power. You can't do it in your own strength. You cannot live the Christian life in your own strength. You'll find yourself just going to church. And then you'll get bored. Preacher's too long. The music's too loud. And you'll get bored and drop out. Because there's no direction in your life. There's no really plan in your life. The Bible says in uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, God has a plan for your life. Do you know what that plan is? Are you seeking Him in your vision? in your direction, and the plan for your life. I'm telling you, over our 31-year history, we're only 31 years old here at Lindsay Lane. Do you know that? God has greatly blessed this great church. He really has. And one of the reasons is because we have a vision. We've had a vision from our conception. We have direction here. And by the way, we have leadership. God honors and blesses leadership. And God's blessed us with leadership and direction and vision. We've cast that vision from the get-go. And we're maintaining that vision. We're continuing that vision that God has given this great church. And our leadership is sensitive to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. I tell my staff and I tell all of us, you don't have to follow anybody as they're not following the Holy Spirit of God. But as long as your leadership is following the Holy Spirit of God, His direction, His vision, then the people need to have that vision. And the people need to catch that vision for all of us. And then you have your vision in your own family, in your own life. But Lindsay Lane, family has a vision together. Turn in your Bibles to Habakkuk. Yes, there is a book, Virginia, called Habakkuk. And I'm going to help you find it. It's right between Nahum and Zephaniah. (laughs) Right smack dab in the middle of Nahum and Zephaniah. So you'll have no problem finding Habakkuk. You know, I got saved at 27 years old. It took me a long time to believe there was a book called Habakkuk in the Bible. And so there is. So I want you to turn there. It's a great read. I read all of it the other day, just sitting and reading it. You need to read it. It's only three chapters, but it really is a good read. So I want you to turn there. Habakkuk, I'm giving you a little time to find it. Habakkuk chapter 2, and look in verse 2 and 3. I preached on this on probably many occasions, especially at the, uh, the beginning of Lindsay Lane. 
But I want to revisit this, and I want to say a few words, and then Andy John's going to come. But I want you to know verse 2. Then the Lord answered me and said, Habakkuk was a prophet. Israel's going through a tough time. So the prophet's speaking, and God gave him a vision. He said, write the vision, write it down, and make it plain, make it clear on tablets, that they may run who reads it, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end of it, it will speak. And oh my goodness, how God has spoken. The vision will speak. And it will not lie. We've seen evidence. Amen? Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come, and it will not tarry. I love that passage of Scripture, because I believe it's applicable to Lindsay Lane Baptist Church, and that God has given us a great vision. He's given us the clear vision, I believe. He's given us His direction. And so we've cast that vision. Now, our life verse here at Lindsay Lane, I have a life verse. Mine's Galatians 6, 9. But the life verse, we coined this years ago, the life verse of Lindsay Lane is Jeremiah 33, 3. Call on me, and I will show you great and mighty things you've never known before. We coined that a long time ago, Chad. I'm telling a long time ago. Here's what happened. We called on God. We believed in God. We didn't have the money. We didn't have anything. All we had was people coming. And so we began to cast the vision. And then we began to trust God and believe in God. And, and God gave us stuff. And what you see today, today is a vision that has appointed time. And God has made that vision come to pass. But He's still working on it because the vision is not completed. Amen? We're still running with it. We're still running with this vision. He's doing great and mighty things we never dreamed he could do. Right, Bradley? We never dreamed of this. But we believe God. And God said, if you call on me, I'll show you great and mighty things you ain't never thought of. Wow! He's a great God. He's a good Father. And so we trust him. Now I want you to turn to Ephesians chapter 3 in the New Testament. Ephesians chapter 3. And look in verse number 20 and 21. Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. Now this is New Testament. The Apostle Paul called it too, didn't he? God gave him a vision to reach the Gentiles, the church in that day, the church age. And he did. And look what he wrote in verse number 20, Ephesians chapter 3. Now to him, that be Jesus, now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, Above all that we could ask or even think. According to what? Church growth plan? Mm-mm. According to a slick preacher that can really preach? Mm-mm. My word, mm-mm. But to what? What causes this great and mighty thing, exceedingly, abundantly, what we could ever ask or think? What's the key? Here it is. According to the power that works, don't miss this, in us. Did you get that? Get that pronoun? The power that works. Mm -mm. The power that works, yes, but the power that works in us. Who are we? We're the church. We're the children of God. God's anointed you. 
God's anointing me. He's put His Holy Spirit in me. He's deposited the Holy Spirit in me. I can't preach without Him. We can't have church without Him. We can do none of this without Him. It's because of the power of God in us. But all my friends, don't underestimate that power. Because when you have the power of God in you, you can do great and mighty things you never thought before. You can't even imagine what you can do. Not just Lindsay Lane, but the power's in you. You are the church. And so God's empowered this great church to do great and mighty things. He's given us a vision to do it. He's given us His Word to accomplish it. He'll never leave us as we sung. He'll never leave us or forsake us. If we'll only trust and obey, there's no other way. Amen? And to trust the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, my friends, we underestimate God. We underestimate His power and who He really is. Amen? And uh, so... I'm telling you, it's awesome. It really is. Now, before Andy John comes, I'm going to give you two things. Here they are. Number one, where we've been as a church. Where we've been, Lindsay Lane Baptist Church. You say, well, we can't live in the past. No, but we learn from it. And by the way, sometimes it's just good to go back and look at it, isn't it? My, my family and I, when we get together, we start talking about, oh, look how the, remember how Chase was a little bitty boy and, and Clay, all of that. We start reminiscing and we go back and look at our wedding pictures. Oh, my word. How things have changed. <laughs> right? And so we, we go back and look at those things so we can rejoice. Yes. But we can learn. Yes. So how you know where you're going if you don't know where you've been? Right? So I want to remind us, just very quickly on the board, I want to remind us of a few things of where we've been. Let's watch them together. Put it up there. Here we go. Number one, we've built three sanctuaries here since 1988. First one's in 1988, the second one's 2006, and then the third was, this one here was in 2012. Three sanctuaries. Can you imagine that? Not bragging on Jesus, but bear with me. Number two. Our membership has grown from 32 in 1992. 32, we had th- about 60 at one time. And in 32, we only had 1992, we had 32. And now our membership is over 2,500. Before I brag on that, let me say that the FBI can't find half of them. I don't know where half of those two... If we had all of them here today, we'd have to build a new sanctuary. Go to three services. So where are they? And I would say, where have you been? Where have I been? Where have we been? So let's don't just brag on these numbers. Let's just remember that numbers represent people, but God's grown this great church. He really has. And so that's what we're saying. Number three, we've baptized approximately 2,000 people since our conception. That's a hallelujah. We baptize around 2,000 people. I tried to estimate that, and that's an estimate, of course. I think it's closer to 4,000 but it's somewhere around 2,000. Number next to next. A lot of changes, by the way. By the way, baptisms mean change lives. Let's don't forget that. We're bragging on God for saving lives. Number three, we've added 33 staff. We got more staff than we had members. (laughs) Do you know that we have eight ministerial preacher staffs now? Eight. So we got eight pastors. You got Alan, you got Heath now. Heath Haney's come on at Lindsay Lane East. You got us. Josh has come on as our student pastor. We got eight now. It's hard to believe, isn't it? Next one. 
We've, we've witnessed many new families joining Lindsay Lane. By the way, they're moving in here. They really are. And some of them are joining Lindsay Lane Baptist Church. We're glad to have you. Some of you are going to join today. Amen? We're glad to have you. I just want to tell you in advance, all right? And then I got number six. It's not on the screen. We have a Christian Academy, Lindsay Lane Christian Academy. In 2009, we started with 39 students. Today, we have around 500 students. God's blessing them. Got the number one score in the nation in high school. Amen. Tommy Murr. And so God is greatly blessed. We got homeschool ministry. Got co-op ministry. We got all of these things that God has erected and built here at Lindsay Lane. So that's where we've been. And God has greatly blessed us. Now let me give you number two. Where are we today? Where are we today? That's good past, Pastor. I'm glad. Woo, rah, rah. We got a great history. We got a great foundation. We're still building on it. It's a great past. But where are we now? We continue, by the way, to be a leader in our city, our community, our state. Lindsay Lane is known in this state, even in the nation, through our missionaries and in the world. God's blessed us, church. That's what I'm trying to tell you. God's blessed us. Now, let me give you a few things of where we are. Let's look at number one. We've got one main campus with two church plants. We're three churches in one, so to speak. We've got a main campus. We've got Lindsay Lane East and Lindsay Lane North. Isn't that awesome? The prayer of Jabez, we've increased the borders. Let me give you number two. We're a healthy church. We're a multi-generational church. This is what I love about Lindsay Lane. We're not out there seeking certain age groups. Are y'all with me? We're not seeking this little age group. We're not seeking. We're seeking everybody. And we have everybody. We have little children. We have students. We have middle adults. And we have senior adults. We got a, we got a multi-generational church. And it's awesome. By the way, it's what heaven's going to be like. And so number three. We continue to worship, grow, and serve. That's our purpose statement. Worship, grow, and stir. We're continuing that through discipleship, through D groups. We're still putting emphasis on D groups, all right? Neighborhood evangelism. We started that this year. This is where we are. We're reaching neighborhoods, one neighbor at a time. One neighbor at a time. And then look at this. We're planting churches. We're supporting Lindsay Lane East and Lindsay Lane North. We're growing and ministering through connect groups. If you're not in a connect group, you need to be in one. We're raising up different ministries. We've got a lot of ministries here. And by the way, we have a great missions. We're reaching missions through missionaries, through home missionaries, local missionaries, foreign missionaries. God has blessed Lindsay Lane. One of the reasons I believe God's touched us is because it's not about us. It's about others, and we're reaching others. We're reaching others all over the world. Praying this morning for Daniel and Anna Gonzalez in Ecuador on our prayer, missions prayer list. We're reaching the world. God is greatly blessing us. Give me number four. We just pa- Some of you don't know this. You don't come on Wednesday nights or you didn't come to our forum. We just passed a $3.5 million budget. You say, well, I should have voted on that. You should have been here. Amen. <laughs> you should have been here. We passed it. <laughs> $3.5 million budget to help us in these endeavors that we have. And you're contributing that through your tithes and offerings. And so God is greatly blessing Number five, Lindsay Lane is expecting exponential growth in 2020. Do y'all know that Athens is growing? 
Did you know, I believe, I may be wrong on this, but I believe we're the fastest growing city and county right now in the, in the state of Alabama. Maybe Madison, I don't know, it's been Madison for years, but I believe we're about topped them. We are growing. If y'all drove on 72 lately, <laughs> oh my word, the left lane, I, I just want to get in the right lane. <laughs> I don't forgot about the left lane, I'm after the right lane, I'm just trying to get on the road. It's unbelievable, I couldn't even go to the parade. I tried to get to the parade. I couldn't get there. It was so crowded. I just went back home. I did. Anyway, uh, here's one of the reasons why. We continue to strengthen missions, partnerships, God's blessing us. Now watch this next one. I think it's another. All right, let me just give it to you. I meant to put it on there. I didn't. One of the reasons that Athens is growing is we have new plants, Polaris and Toyota Mazda. Did you know? Now listen to me. I've been listening to the mayor and I've been reading some things. Did you know in the next few years, we're expected to reach 10,000 people? Athens is expected to have around 10,000 people come in our area in the next few years from Polaris and Toyota Mazda plants. Now, we got a good church. And so when we recommend a church, I think it's Lindsay Lane. I really do. Lindsay Lane East, Lindsay Lane North. They're moving in. they got to go somewhere. They might as well come here. So is that a vision or not? It is. That's where we are. That's just where we are. And you say, well, pastor, where are we going? Well, I'm going to let Andy John share a little bit about where we're going and what God's laid on his heart. But I'm going to say this before Andy John comes. I'm going to say this with all of my heart. I've been your pastor for 28 years, and I mean this. I'm not just saying this, not trying to be modest. But I want to say this, and I want you to hear me say it. I believe with all of my heart, the best years of Lindsay Lane is still to come. We have a great past. God has greatly blessed us. We could go on and on bragging on Jesus. But I'm telling you, with all this growth we're expecting, all that, the best years of Lindsay Lane are still to come. Andy John, Andy John King, his wife Brittany, and Davis and Noel, they're going to be your pastor. He's going to be coming over here after next Sunday. He'll be hanging out with me for a couple months. And we're going to talk about some stuff and plan stuff and all of that. He'll be preaching some. I'll be preaching some. But right now, I wanted him to come and share what God's laid on his heart about kind of where we're going maybe, whatever God's giving. Andy John, why don't you come, my brother? Y'all welcome Andy John this morning. I like that guy. <laughs> I really do. I'd like to pray if that's all right. Lord, you know my heart, you know my nerves right now. And so, God, I'm just praying that you would speak through me and use this time for your glory. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. If I might begin. Out of Ephesians 3, Brother Dusty read verse 20. I, I was sitting there reading, I read verse 21. The scripture says that glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Through all generations. I'm just dumb enough to believe that God could do it in mine. I'm just simple-minded enough to believe that God will continue to do his work as long as he's got us here. Church, Amen. Where have we been, where are we now, and where are we going? 
Vision for the future may be fresh, but when it comes to church, we'll always be working for the glory of God and the good of man. This church has and always will belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. The scripture says in Colossians chapter 1, verse 18, Christ is also head of the church, which is his body. Therefore, we will never go towards a different destination outside of where God's word together with his spirit would take us. There's no call for future vision to be distant from anything that we've always valued. Evangelism, missions, outreach, fellowship, leadership, outreach, discipleship, worship, outreach. All those mentioned are ministry values that Lindsay Lane has always held dear. But you likely noticed that one was repeated and there was an emphasis on one. When we answer the question of where are we going, and I believe that's what a, a leader, a Christian leader does, is answer the question of where are we going. When we answer that question, much of that vision here will not be cast yet. And the reason is because I just got here. <laughs> and, and so some of the answer, though, to that question of where are we going, I do know the answer to because I know who God has called me to be. And I know, who God, I know what God and the passion that God has put on my heart and so, first of all, I'm passionate about outreach. We worked outreach at Lindsay Lane East regularly, scheduled it regularly, worked it often. And we said to ourselves, if people now are saying that, you know, I don't, I don't know that, that we would, we'd ever come to church anymore, or our church is not our thing, and we would say those things like, I, I just don't think that, that people are coming anymore. Well, I said, well, I'll tell you what. Let's be the church that if they decided to come, they'd come to ours. Because we would reach so much and make people feel so welcome that they would want to come when they want to come to come in these doors. And so I do believe in outreach. Everyone within our footprint should know that if you attend church here, you'll be welcome for worship. And upon that invitation, when you come in, we'll be faithful to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the good news that God saves you and can give you a purpose and clean up your life and give you new life. I'm just going to tell you what I think. Because of the size of our body, there's nobody that should reach around this place like we do. There's nobody. No other organization, and I've got respect for all of them around here that preach Jesus and welcome people into the Word of God. But there's nobody around here that should reach like we reach. I believe in outreach. I've seen it, and God's burned it into my heart. I'm passionate about leadership. We have a sizable and solid discipleship base here at Lindsay Lane Baptist Church. But discipleship has to lead somewhere. And discipleship should lead to leadership. That, that may be Christian service in your church or in your home. It may be teaching and leading in your own home. But it could also very well mean leadership leading to equipping members of this local body to become future Christian leaders within this local body at a later date and time, or in other local churches around here looking for solid Christian leadership. Local churches are looking for called, equipped, de developed, and effective Christian leaders. They're not looking for just warm bodies. And I believe that Lindsay Lane, with the discipleship base that we have, can be a part of developing future leaders here for our church and local churches around us. I'm also passionate about bringing people together. You will be challenged and encouraged to gather when we gather. We won't let up off that. 
So you'll be encouraged towards that, but coming from a, a campus that you've planted and learning more about a church with multi-site campuses, I do believe we're stronger together. And I believe our churches working together make a big difference and that the size of Maine can learn from the size of East and North and vice versa. And, and working together, we have a, a huge impact, not on just Athens and Limestone County, but in North Alabama, maybe even in South Tennessee. And for the sake of information, our first effort will be in February 14th and 15th at Joe Willard for our marriage conference. All of the teaching pastors here will be delivering Saturday morning messages that speak into our families. Does anybody's family in here need counsel from the Word of God? Let me go on and say amen to that for ours. Last Sunday at Lindsay Lane East, we baptized our 95th in six years. 95th baptism in six years, and Brother Dussex is exactly right. Amen. Glory to God on that. Amen. And we give, we give glory to God because, God, we, we look back to those baptisms, and, and uh, again, we, some of them are not there, but a vast majority of them are, and a vast majority of them have been discipled and are headed towards leadership. The first, and just an interesting story, the, the first person we baptized at Lindsay Lane East was a little girl named Millie Ellsworth. Six years later, the last person I baptized last week, our 95th, was her brother, Moses. Brother and sister, six years apart, first and last baptism at Lindsay Lane East. Man, God does some really cool stuff. That if you just get out of the way and let him, you'll leave your mouth wide open with the things that he does. And so while our, our campuses have their own identity, we are one church who together can make a huge difference. Now, with all of this being said, many of you may want to hear specifics. But it's not time for that. It's not time for that. It's time for me to determine the season of our church, for me to work together with our current senior pastor, for us to talk about things and learn things and to pray and to seek God for the specifics that are to come and let God answer the question of where we are to go. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18 says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. Now, I preach and teach and read from the New Living Translation. In fact, every time I've ever preached here, I've preached from the New Living Translation. I preach from East from the same translation, and I've always taught from that translation. It's a thought-for-thought translation. And some of you may be thinking, why did you choose that one? The truth is, is when I got saved, that's the Bible I had, and that's what I was discipled under. So God speaks to me in my heart language, and I preach and teach from that and try to be faithful across the Word of God. Now, with that said, Proverbs 29, 18 in the New Living Translation says, When people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. But whoever obeys the law is joyful. Without a message from God. Without a vision, a specific direction from the Lord, the people run wild. Now, the word picture given here for perish or run wild goes back to the words to loosen, meaning that when people do not accept the wisdom of God, they release to their own. My son received a Red Rider BB gun this Christmas. <laughs> I want to thank my dad for that. But he did. Davis got a, a Red Rider BB gun. And with that BB gun came a small container of 1,000 plus BBs. I keep those very close to me so that they are not all over the house, right? 
And so within those, again, within that container is all of these. I think I looked at the numbers, about 1,500, if you look at our numbers. 1,000 BBs together in this small plastic container with this red top. Now, without that container, the BBs would be individuals. Individuals that would be running wild. They would be loosened, running away from their purpose and their owner. But when they're bottled up and united together, they are then in position for the purpose and the pleasure of the master. You see, the vision, the divine guidance mentioned in Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18, it's the container. And it's not the personal perspective of the pastor. It's not the figuring of a bunch of staff members getting together, talking about the latest articles they read. The vision and the divine guidance and the container is the almighty word of God. And so when God's people are contained within his word together, they will not run away as individuals going in 1,000 different directions, but will be used for the master's pleasure and purpose. So there's time for specifics. But as the incoming pastor, God willing, it's time for me to get to know the BBs and to seek the Lord of the container. And when God puts a word on my heart, and when the Holy Spirit of God has impressed conviction on my heart to go in a specific direction and answer the question, where are we going, then I'll answer it. But there will be time for that. In the meantime, and over time, expect changes. Now, I don't want you to freak out. But there will be changes. And you don't have to leave yet. I want to encourage you. You don't have to leave yet. And I say yet because we will move together as one body. Amen. But I'm saved by the same blood. I'm called by the same God. I preach the same gospel as our senior pastor. But I also know that the man who stood before you and talked before I got up here has taught me to be one person. That's me. If there's anything our senior pastor has taught me and mentoring me, that I can only be who I am. And it's simply this, church. I'm a different person, and I'm a different leader. And so there will be changes. And within those changes, I, I, w- I would ask you again to trust first and believe in what I'm saying, that, that we will work for the glory of God and the good of man together. That's always been the value of this church. Some of you may be thinking that I need to be a little bit older. <laughs> That's all right. Some of you may be thinking that I need to be more passionate about what you're passionate about. You may be thinking that I need more of one thing and less than another. And that's okay. It's okay. And I say those things, again, not with pride, but I do say those things with conviction. Because regardless, I believe with all my heart that God has ordered our steps. I believe God's been getting us ready for this for a long time. And so regardless of the things that we have in our minds already, it's my responsibility now to be faithful to the Lord and to be faithful to who God's created me to be in our family. And we've got to trust God and be faithful. And during that time, I'd ask that you trust that we'll work for God's glory and the good of man together. I grew up not far from here, And I actually visited here before I graduated college. As I said, I grew up in a small, seriously, country church out towards Clements. 
where we had around 95 on a good day. And in college, I, I felt this stirring in my soul that God was calling me to something, and I needed, I needed more. And you know where I came? To Lindsay Lane. And I'm not calling you all out back there, but those two uh, Bible scriptures right there, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, right there, that's where I sat. I sat right back there in that last row. And I sat back there for a couple of Wednesday nights, wonderful Wednesdays. And, and, and I came here on a Sunday morning, and I heard the pastor of this church stand here and unashamedly preach the word of God with conviction. And I thought to myself on that Sunday, one day I want to be a part of a church like that. In fact, I looked it up in ACS. I looked it up in our church life app when I visited for the first time. Now, I visited before this, but I filled out an actual visitor card. And if you're with us, by the way, fill out a visitor's card. We'd love for you to come back. But I filled out a visitor's card, and I looked it up on the app, and this is what it said. July 31st, 2005, Andy John King, registration card, Sunday school, 11 a.m., 2005. Now, this is how funny God can be. I scrolled up to my last connection here at Lindsay Lane. August 8, 2010, commitment card. Andy John and wife Brittany are coming today for membership. Andy John is our youth pastor. God can do something with a person sitting in this back row. So if you're, I I heard Billy Graham got saved in the back row. If you're on the back row, welcome. (laughs) Amen? Yeah. If you're you're on the back row, goodness, you may be working here in five years. (laughs) God can do a lot. With a little faith. In fact, that back row is, is where I heard the good news of the gospel. I was sitting in the back row of the church that I grew up in when I was 11 years old. And I had been in church all my life. We were in church every time the doors were open. I'm thankful to my mom and daddy for that. Every time there was anything, we would be there and they got us there and made sure of it. And I'd been there up until age 11, but at age 11, I sat back there. On, seriously, again, once, once again, I remember where I was and the night it was. It was on the back row in this direction. I don't know why I gravitate towards that. But at goodness, any time Brittany and I have ever had a chance to visit a church, you know where we try to sit? On the back row in this section. <laughs> and so I remember that night as I'm, I'm sitting there, and the preacher's up, and he's preaching the Word of God, and all of a sudden he is sharing the truth of the good news of the gospel. That God has created us and that he loves us. But if there's good news, there's bad news. The bad news is, and that I received in my head and heart that night, that I had sin in my life. I thought I was a good kid. I'd, I was trying to do what mom and daddy told me to do. Never done really anything any very, you know, very awful. And what I learned that night was there are no good kids. In fact, the scripture says that there is none good. No, not one. There are none that are righteous. And so when I heard the bad news that night, and I heard the good news together, I had in my heart and mind questions. And I went home and asked my mom and daddy about the message that I heard. That God loves me, but I'm a sinner. And if I died tonight, I don't know that I'd be right with God. And what do I do? And my mom and daddy beside their bed told me about the grace of God. That God saves, that God has made a way for me to be right with him and spend eternity in heaven with him and have purpose in my life with him and has way, made a way for me to miss hell 
And the way that God works that is through the system of sacrifice. And the ultimate sacrifice for your sin and my sin, just as it was then, just as it was for Brother Dusty in that closet, and just as it is for you today, is through the sacrificial blood of Jesus Christ. God saves through the system of sacrifice, through the Son of Jesus Christ. He has given of himself. He's involved himself so that you may be right with God and have purpose in your life. My life changed that night. My mother asked me, she said, would you like for me to pray with you? I said, no, ma'am. I said, I'm going to go into my, I can take you to my bedroom right now. I closed the door behind me. I got on my knees beside my bed. And the best way that I knew how, I admitted that I was a sinner and that I needed to be forgiven. And I believed that Jesus was the way for me to be right with God. Do you have a story like that? Do you have a story like that? When somebody asks you, are you saved? And you say, I'm Baptist, that ain't what we're talking about. When somebody says, do you know that you're right with God? And you say, yes, I go to church. That ain't what we're talking about. Do you have a story like that? A testimony where God has brought you up out of your sin and saved you by his grace. And you simply and seriously turn from your sin and turn to God by calling upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're not here today just to talk about changes that are coming. We're here to preach the truth of the word of God. And so what we want to do at this time is I want to invite you that if this is all making sense in your heart and mind for the first time and you know that you need to be saved and you're tired of going back and forth and you're ready to settle it, well, then today's the day. New Year's resolution, whatever you want to call it, that's fine with me. You just come on down here and say, I need to be saved and we can help you from there. Amen. I'll tell you one more thing. You don't even have to walk this aisle. Right where you are when we begin this invitation, you can simply and seriously close your eyes and call upon God to save you the best way that you know how. And then just let us know so we can help you. Because there's none of this private Christian stuff. God wants you to be a steward of his grace and to tell somebody else and for you to be discipled. And so let's stand to our feet. I'm going to ask Brother Dwayne to come. Once again, as we close, I would say this. I look forward to meeting all of you, re-meeting all of you, reacquainting myself with so many of you. But more than any of that, it would be our honor today to receive you to this church. That maybe you don't even know all the specifics of where we're headed, and that's fine. But you want to be a part of it, then amen. But also maybe you want to make today the day of your salvation. You've been knowing that you need to call on God, and today's the day. So let's bow our heads. If you're a Christian in this place, you need to be praying for others. And if you're here today and need to call upon the name of the Lord, would you walk this aisle now? we got people that will be standing up here. You can walk this aisle now. You can come up and just say those words, I need to be saved. If you're under conviction that you need to join the church, you need to come on and do that too. If you need to be baptized or if you just need to talk with someone. But now is a good time to change. It's a good time to start. Holy Spirit of God, would you work in our life? Guide us to the truth, towards your righteousness, and away from ourselves and our sin.
God, we pray that we would honestly respond to you today. Father, for these that are in the pews that are in the moment of decision or indecision, God, I pray that they would just simply turn from themselves and turn to you. Lord, for those that have questions and maybe even doubts about the days to come, Lord, that they would get past the emotional to the spiritual. Father, we just pray today, oh God, that you would have your way in our heart and that you would continue to do great and mighty things in this church. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. As you get ready to sing, if you need to be saved, if you need to join a church, walk this aisle. Come on, we got people here that love you and want to help you.